We're the Valentins. And we are passionate about people. Every human was created for fulfilling relational connection. But that's not always what comes easiest. We know this because of our wide range of personal experience, as well as our years of working with people. So we're going to crack open topics like dating, marriage, family, and parenting to encourage, entertain, and equip you for a deeply fulfilling life of relational health. All right, babe, we're back. We are. Welcome back to Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins. We have a real treat for you guys today. Um, Before we let you know who our guests are, Mm -hmm. I'll just say in case any of you guys are new to our podcast, we are the Valentins. And this podcast is a project around emotional relational health. We just love pouring into um, individuals and families. We want to see people be their absolute most whole, healthy, thriving selves inside of all kinds of relationships. And so we're glad that you've joined us. And um, we are actually interviewing our son, Elijah, and his beautiful wife, Allie, today. We are excited to be here. So fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep, no problem. Um, Elijah's on his best behavior. Yeah, Yeah, he asked us some questions about what was allowed and not allowed before we started recording, so hopefully he'll be okay. Um, But actually, we we have been wanting to interview them for a while, A, because they're a lot of fun, but B, because they're on year three of marriage. Well, they just had their third anniversary. And um, Allie does some work with uh, an organization called Moral Revolution and leads a program for them called Date Well. So she's already kind of in the relational health space with regards to that. But I would say mm-hmm. the two of them, when Elijah is not climbing and falling trees, <laughs> they do actually have mm-hmm. a, a measure of passion for relational health themselves. And I yeah. feel like Allie's work in particular... Um, that's where it's kind of showing up at the moment, but they have just done such an amazing job over the years, even through their dating process and in their early years of marriage, um, which they'll tell you a little bit more about, but they've done such a good job at just navigating through all of the ups and downs of life and doing such a good job working to bring health and thriving to their relationship and to the ones around them. So we wanted you guys to have kind of a a younger, fresher perspective on some of the... Yeah, not this old perspective. Yeah, these (laughs) oldsters. Ancient, yeah. (laughs) Ancient people. Um, It'll be fun to have some of their perspective on um, kind of newlywed life, maybe misconceptions, um, things that were surprisingly awesome, things that were maybe harder than expected. And then I actually wanted to ask them a little bit, and this is just kind of a teaser, I wanted to ask them a little bit about if they were talking to single people who are preparing for marriage, what are some of the things that they would want to coach a single person in, in prep for a covenant relationship? So we'll start at the beginning, but that's kind of where I think we'll head today in our little chat. Anything you want to add, babe? No, that's great. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump in. Yeah. So guys, you've been married three years. That's wild. It's been a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like any tree. Yeah, <laughs> we know a lot. <laughs> honestly, it's gone by really quick. It has, it honestly. Has. Yeah, for and some. yet, then I like look back. It's crazy because when you get to your anniversary, you kind of like ponder the last couple of years or the last year at least, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, that feels like an eternity ago." Right. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. "It was only three years. It feels mm-hmm. like forever." So mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. It is funny. We looked back when we were because we just went to Cancun, where we went for our honeymoon, and we mm-hmm. were like. 
sitting in the hot tub and we're like, man, where were, what were we, what was life three years ago from now to yeah, this day? So different. So different. Okay. Well, let's just start there. Yeah. So oh. you just had your anniversary trip. We you went to Cancun where you honeymooned. So you were literally thinking back to this moment three years ago. And I'm sure in that moment you had all kinds of ideas about what was ahead of you. You had just had this oh, beautiful yeah. wedding. You were celebrating being newlyweds and just on your honeymoon. And then yeah. here you are three years later in the exact same spot. And so many things have happened since then. So what were some of the things that you guys thought back to? Like, oh man, wow. What did we think this was going to be like versus? Well, I looked straight at the bank statements at 2020. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was like, I was like. That's where Elijah's mind is. Yeah, that's where my mind was. How much have I provided for in the last three years? <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I mean, I think a lot of my mind went back. Obviously, you go back to that, like, that, that time and like, what was life like? And what was this time like while we were here? Mm -hmm. And I could say like the the difference between the first time we were at this resort versus now, completely different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think you show up thinking like you're going to just kind of have it all figured out. And it's going to be this fairy tale rainbows and butterflies on your yep. honeymoon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this time around was so much better than oh, the first good. time we were there. Like oh, you just, times better. Yeah. Because you've like learned each other. You and there's still that excitement of like, we're still doing this, but so much more connected than we were even then mm. where we've just learned how to navigate things and experiences and how to show up for each other in ways that actually make us feel loved and connected that we didn't have back then. We were like so good. trying to figure it all out. And there's a lot of pressure to make that feel like the best trip of your life. And you're like, this is hard. Like we, totally. we don't know how to do this yet. Like your honeymoon, you're saying yes, like yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much pressure on the honeymoon to make it the best yeah, trip ever. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel that. Like mm -hmm. I remember even listening to people's podcasts and they would say <laughs> that exact thing. And I'm like, no chance, buddy. Like, it's going to be the best <laughs> time of my life. Yeah, like for you, that was your experience. My experience is going to be a little bit different We're than yours was. Mm -hmm. I was in the same boat as that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just funny. Like yeah. going back this time, it was completely different. I know, but you you asked us the question: What did we expect? The yeah, the what were some things that you? I don't know. Maybe what were you expecting life to be like in your mm -hmm. first couple of years versus looking back on the last three? Yeah, what are some things that kind of surprised you? That's a good question. I I think I thought. Okay, this, I feel like I'm going to jump into pain points that okay. <laughs> last okay. three years. She likes jumping into this area, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's just what's coming to mind. But I think when I, I remember like being on that honeymoon and you're, or even just in your engagement season and you're like dreaming up what this next season is going to look like, right? And I was picturing just like the, you know, picture perfect, like romantic movie, right? Where you like wake up in your new home and you're like making breakfast together on the weekend and you're like putting the frames up on the wall and you're creating a space that's yours. And I, that first, honestly, the first like three years, I would say like not until the last six months, it was not like that. Like mm -hmm. I felt a lot of times Elijah was building his business mm -hmm. and was really focused on that. And I felt like I spent a lot of time like, are you into this? Do you mm -hmm. want to be home this weekend and make breakfast together and hang <laughs> pictures up on the wall? <laughs> and so there was a lot of that in the last three years where I was like, oh my goodness, this is not how I pictured this. Mm -hmm. And how do I communicate that this is not exciting or fulfilling 
what's unfolding in front of us, nor the standard that I want to settle for, but like, is this okay? Is this how it's supposed to be? Am I just supposed to be the one that's excited about this stuff and you're super excited about the business you're building and how do we do this as a team? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that in the last three years that I was not expecting, honestly. Mm -hmm. I thought it would feel a lot more like we were one right off the bat versus becoming one. There's been a lot of becoming (laughs) that looked a lot different than I expected. I think that's common for, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think that's just the common experience of marriage, but it is true that before you get married, those aren't the things that you expect. You think you are going to defy the odds. You think that you are going to be different than all the other couples because we have something special Mm -hmm. and we're not. And we've done it right. And we've done it right. We've done a good job. We've done all the work. We've done all the right things. We both Mm -hmm. have, we come from good families. We've got, we understand what we're doing. We're not going in with rose-colored glasses, but you really don't know that you mm-hmm. are until you're in the middle of it, and you're like, this totally. is very different than I expected. Yes. It's very totally. different. Well, it takes so long, I think, to become a great team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, no matter how long you date, it's when you get married, what makes a great marriage is a great team. That's good. And that team has to go through these trials, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to kind of find the boundaries yeah. of what each other really enjoys and and what each other needs. And then like, there's also, you guys have two different, uh, like kind of visions at first with, uh, I mean, with Lodge starting a business and you're going like, okay, my first year of marriage, I'm gonna, we're gonna like make home. We're gonna Mm -hmm. do home life and we're gonna do this stuff. And he's feeling the responsibility of like, (laughs) Yes. We're going to get out of this financial hole. Yes. And I'm going to make sure that, that I'm going to build something. This is yes. like taking me back. Wow. Like I remember the first few weeks of marriage, like we lived in the, t- do you remember how tiny yeah. our studio oh, yeah. apartment was? Oh yeah. It was like, I think 400 square feet and Elijah had up. chainsaws everywhere because he had started his tree falling <laughs> business. So I would like come home and I would like, he would put his chainsaws <laughs> in the bathroom. I would shut the door, turn the fan on, throw a towel over them. So the, the whole studio apartment didn't smell like gasoline. That's a side note. But I remember coming home one day and Elijah's like sitting at the you know one of the two chairs that we own and he's like sitting there and I can just like feel the heaviness on him I'm like Elijah like what in the world is going on and he just was like I just realized like I I just cannot die and I was like that is such a morbid (laughs) thought what are you talking about about yeah he's like I just cannot die but he's like I just like felt so much responsibility for me mm-hmm. that if something bad happened to him or if something mm-hmm. bad happened to us or if he wasn't able to provide it was like I that will just not be okay anymore like I just wow. cannot be reckless with my life and yeah. the way that I'm living and I was like that is like the farthest thing from what I'm thinking about right now but I realized in that moment I actually was able to find some level of compassion for that that level of like, why are you not home? Why don't you want to be here on the weekend? Because I realized, oh, there's such a weight that he's carrying that I am not carrying at all in this relationship in regards to like providing and being responsible for another human being. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard too. I mean, in that season, man, I wish I could have just brought you guys into my head because every (laughs) night I was like, Yes. So it's not even stress isn't even the word. Mm. It's like chaos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know, like just so stressed out every single night. And he would wake up in the morning and be like, t- give me like an update on the finances. And I'm like, what? What were you stressed about? 
What was that? I was stressed about the job the next morning. Mm -hmm. I was stressed about, um, she kept talking about wanting to get a house and wanting to do these (laughs) things. And I wanted to do that for her. And it was hard for me because the only way I knew how to do that was in the business that I was growing. Obviously I was, you know, selling cars on the side or, you know, doing whatever, but was in my tree service business. So I'm having to learn how to cut trees and climb without a mentor while also feeling like I need to provide for my wife Mm -hmm. because, you know, we want a house, we want these things, like we want to build something. Mm -hmm. And so I remember every every single night it was just like, Mm. it was crazy. A lot of pressure. Can I add some context to that? Yeah. Because when you first started, when you first got married, you had started dabbling in tree climbing. Mm -hmm. And you had never really done it before. Yeah. Uh, when you were young, a little little boy, mm-hmm. I worked firefighting and clearing brush. And so mm-hmm. I'd bring you on these projects and do all kinds of fun stuff. And so you had been exposed in your life to running chainsaws or at least watching dad run chainsaws and burning stuff. And you'd always had kind of a desire to do that. But really in like 2019 or 2020, you started down the path of, running some chainsaws and thinking about like watching lots of YouTube videos on how to climb trees. And how many mm-hmm. hours of YouTube did I watch? 9,000 yeah. a week. Uh, seriously. So much. <laughs> the, the sound of a chainsaw is really familiar to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you started practicing, you know, climbing trees and getting all the equipment because you're like that, like your personality is just the go all in, all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And, figure it out kind of on your own. And so Mm -hmm. when you guys first got married, you had started going down the path of taking some jobs. I bid a job when we were in Cancun for Brian Johnson (laughs) and I bid a tree job and I never knew how to climb, but I bid the job. Yeah. That was just well, you that's were your learning. personality. That it was so dumb. Now I'm we like, we live and we learn. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> but so it's cool because like you were carrying, you, you got married and were carrying all this responsibility to provide for Allie mm-hmm. and hearing her go like, I really want a house and mm-hmm. I don't want to be financially strapped, whatever. Like you're internalizing the pressure of having to provide that. And I, I think that's, yeah, it's so common to men when you first get married. Like, how am I going to take care of my family now? How am I going to take care of my wife? And that the pressure mm-hmm. of of actually providing yeah. is heavy. I was I would say though that more. I think there we kind of came to like a dead end where it was like this isn't fulfilling really for either of us because the truth is I didn't actually want him to exert himself. himself yeah over his I was like camp. I actually could care less I actually desire and need your your presence like you being here and wanting to cultivate something with me more than that mm-hmm. and so it's it's a hard tension of like yes I want you to have a healthy level of responsibility where you feel responsible and provide for us but not to the extent that you've told yourself that you're doing this for me because the reality is I don't need you to do that for me. Mm-hmm. So where's the balance? And I think that's been a big journey that we've been on mm-hmm. in the last year of like, I actually don't feel like that to this extent is for me. Mm-hmm. This is, this extent is serving yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah. I think that this is such a good, although this, these exact 
details and circumstances are unique to you guys. Mm -hmm. I do think that it's so common across the board to, we always say that every level of commitment that you grow in, you also grow in responsibility. Mm. And that's really hard to explain to people before marriage, what the impact of that is going to be. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. when you're dating and then you're engaged, you're just so in love and you you're so full of vision for where you're headed and you don't anticipate the hard things, which is normal and good. You anticipate the good things and you, you have a lot of clarity about why you're choosing each other in those moments. But then on the other side of marriage, I just think that it's such a good example of how like a covenant, a covenant bond is something that is a gift to you, but in the gift and in the increase, there's an incredible amount of responsibility. And I do think that that's something that often takes people by surprise inside of marriage. Like all of a sudden it's showing up for you in a different way than it's showing up for Elijah. But we both go into marriage and all of a sudden the pressure increases, Mm -hmm. the responsibility increases, and then you have to figure out what to do with it. And then you discover, because you run into each other all day, every day, you discover where you have a different vision (laughs) than the other person. And that takes an incredible amount of time and effort and like commitment to work those things out. And you can see why, you know, you can see why people get into those tough marriage spots and if they don't have the tools or they're not sure or they don't have the hope to navigate through some of the hardness, you can see how people in those first five, 10 years of marriage get to a spot where they just throw up their hands and go, oh, this is too much. Like Mm. this is so hard because I have to figure out, I do feel like there is a level of, um, I don't know, like when we're, when you're dating, I remember teaching the pre-marriage class and we would say like, you can't date someone with the goal to change them. And that's true. Like you you can't change the other person except for in marriage. If you don't both change, you're (laughs) You're doomed. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah. So it's just such a journey of figuring out, okay, now we're in this together. How do we actually, how do we actually adjust enough that we can, that we can form a vision that we share? Yeah. That's hard. I think that's all in the plan because we can both say, I mean, we can both say we want a house, but my path to getting a house is going to be way different than your path to getting Mm. a house. But if we don't connect on the same plan, Mm. we're going to be going about it two different ways. Yeah, Mm. But that's with everything, not just like a house, but even in what you're wanting to figure out. Yeah, the ways you go about, the ways we go about most anything is different. Very different from each other. Super different. And I think like another really big point in this too that we've had to navigate is not growing in competition with each other like Mm. my way's better or Mm. I'm going to be just as successful as you like I mean it's come up in so many different ways between us but allowing each other to just can you share some of those yeah um (laughs) I think personally for me it's so very interesting I didn't I didn't even have words to communicate it till recently but I probably have felt this for the entirety of our marriage, of feeling in competition with Elijah. Mm. And it would come up like, even in work, like I would even make, I look back and I'm like, oh my Lord, Allie. I would like make comments when we first married, like I'm going to be the, be the breadwinner. Like I had all these ideas of what it looked like to be a successful wife or to be successful. Mm. And when I felt challenged 
by Elijah in that way, I would feel frustrated and feel like I have to prove that Mm. I'm just as capable or Mm. just as strong or whatever, or my way is the best way. Like you haven't thought through this completely. And so it honestly was like constant tension between us. Um, I'm trying to think of like exact examples, but those are kind of ways that it's Mm -hmm. come up um, a lot until honestly, really recently where I was like, oh, I actually have the language to communicate how I'm feeling with you. And actually, how can I learn to, how can we both learn to trust each other's strengths and gifts? Mm -hmm. And that takes time for me to be able to go, okay, I can trust you in this area. I don't have to challenge you in this area and vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can actually trust Allie to ask good qu- or whatever the situation is. But trusting each other and even just passing off those those areas that we're, we have greater strengths into each other versus coming in competition, like mm-hmm. trying to control every aspect mm-hmm. versus being like, okay, you can own this and you can own this and we're actually a team. And I actually remember... I, going for a walk with you, Laura, and you said, like, honestly, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I felt like Jay and I really learned how to do team really well. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, relief for me because I was like, gosh, dang, because I'm just looking at everybody else doing team so well mm-hmm. or or supposedly so yeah. well. And I'm like, how the heck? Like, it must just be our personalities. It must just be our dynamic. We do not do team very well. <laughs> but can we please, like, oh, it actually just takes time. Mm-hmm. Like, time is of essence. <laughs> time is key in this sort of oh, scenario. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that part of the competition be, that arises in marriage between you guys mm-hmm. is due to, like, you needing affirmation? Mm. Or I'm just curious, like, yeah, is the wow. competition like, I want to, I want to be successful because I want you to see me as successful. Mm. Or is it just simply like, we're, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm competing with you because I'm, like I'm a, really curious. I know this is like is. a counseling. Welcome to counseling no, with not, Jason Valentine, everybody. No, this, out, like, these are what, good questions. What do you think was at the bottom of that? Yeah, I feel like I've been on a journey with it. Still feels pretty fresh to me, honestly. I think there's a lot tied up in there for me. I think there's a lot of stuff that's probably been there my whole life. Like I, I think I've always been this super driven, like gets a million thing done, like loves to achieve, loves to have a goal and complete it. And I think in marriage, I just didn't, I didn't know what success would look like. I just, I didn't really know what it looked like to achieve or to have a goal and be like, I've completed that. I've I've done a good job. And it left me trying, I think, to find other ways to do that. Or feeling just like a bit lost in life in general. Mm. Like, I don't know. And so I just find myself, I would, I would say things like, I just don't feel like myself. Yeah. Like, and I would look back on seasons where I really felt like myself. And I was like achieving things and doing things. And was the, you know, the honorable student and the class president and all the things that would look like achievement. And I didn't know what it looked like to achieve something in this season of life. And so I just grew in competition. I just, 
and I, I wouldn't even say I'm like this highly competitive person. I think inwardly I'm like, competitive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good thing they don't have the cameras rolling guess, right now. No, I, okay. You know what? I, this is when you think of a competitive person, you think of someone who's like willing to like Maybe do anything to win. Mm-hmm. No, not at the, like, not at the risk of relationship or something uh-huh. like that. I wouldn't, that's not to the extreme, She's but like I do love that. a good win. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm on a journey with it mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself because I think there was a lot I had to like let go of to actually find like, oh, this is who I've been created to be. And this mm-hmm. is how we can do relationship well, because that's not even the message that I've been telling myself my whole mm-hmm. life of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Success looked like having a career and having all the degrees and all the accolades. And what if success was actually just creating a relationship that was thriving and a home that was full of compassion and was a safe place for people and was mm-hmm. peaceful. And what would that look like? I mm-hmm. I had never really thought that way. I had thought very outside, like individual success versus mm-hmm. together in relationship. Yeah. So a journey, I don't really have an exact answer, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I feel, I feel like It's relatable though, because, well, this goes back to whatever normal you come from, you're going to bring it into your marriage Mm. and you're going to discover how those different normals push each other's buttons. And I think what's common between Jason and Elijah, of course, is that they've come, they are literally cut from the same cloth. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And so I think, you know, Jason grew up in a culture, in a family culture that was then, Elijah watched this family culture his entire life, but it was very patriarchal, very, um, you know, we work hard, like Valentins work hard. Mm -hmm. Valentins come from nothing, but they become something. Yeah. Valentins take care of the Mm -hmm. family. It's Mm -hmm. a very strong patriarchal culture. Yeah. And even though I don't think that Jason or Elijah operate in the stereotypical traditional sense of that it is still in their blood yes but interestingly they both married women who came from oh I can do anything I put my mind to yes I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna have a career I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make all the A's I'm going to I am so competent I am so capable Mm -hmm. I am and then so you when for any couple I mean, that's our dynamic. Those are our normals that we've come from. But for any couple, you get into marriage and you realize, oh, we have come from very different spaces. And it's going to take time for you to learn to value the things that I come with to the table. Because you didn't necessarily grow up seeing that happen with your mom or your sister or your, you know, that's not, that wasn't really what was modeled for Jason. And I remember early in marriage feeling like uh, we'd go to dinner with um, Jason's parents and we would sit at dinner, just the four of us, and Jason and his dad would talk the entire time. And his mom, Kathy, is like, I mean, there's not a single person on the planet that's not in love with Kathy Valentin because she's just the most Very easy to love. The most, (laughs) yeah, the easiest to love, the most kind, the most thoughtful. but we would sit in silence because Kathy was very used to just listening mm-hmm. to Chris and the guys. Mm-mm. And her strengths showed up very differently and she didn't have a need to be heard loudly in those moments. But I'm sitting there feeling like 
Yeah. Oh, does anybody even see that I exist at this table? And I remember going home from um, a dinner one time and telling Jason, I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. If you do not find a way to loop me into the conversation and help me become a part of this conversation, I don't want to go out to dinner again. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I look back on it now and I'm like, okay, that was my version. (laughs) It was extreme, but that was my version of feeling quote competitive. What I, but I think what I was hungry for was to be seen and valued for what I brought to the table. That's good. Because where I grew up at my dinner table, I grew up with my dad pulling questions out of me at dinner. He wanted to hear everything I had to say. I was the one that was funny at dinner. I was the one that was cracking the jokes. I was making the family laugh. I was impressing Mm -hmm. them with my accomplishments from school that day, whatever. So in my normal, I'm used to coming literally to the dinner table with a lot to say. Yeah. And so, and I needed to know, it didn't matter to me that the family culture was different. I needed to know that Jason, because we are married now, had a value for those things. So That's I just really think good. in general, you have to, and, and vice versa, like Jason has needed to know that I value and see what he brings to the marriage. And that takes a lot of time because we're so different. Yeah. You know what I think is hard, has been hard um, to grow at as a man is the pace at which you take opportunity on. Hmm. Because, and I think that you'll relate hmm. a lot to this slide. I, I think that we, I do feel so responsible to set my family up for success mm. that when we see an opportunity to grow something, build something, you know, like capitalize monetarily somehow, it's, it's easy to go down that path and be like, I'm going to chase that. I'm going to do that. But it's hard because I find myself like, even in this season, I think this season I've spent so much time with the family, with the kids and pushed off so many different opportunities to whatever, whether it's write a book or do another course or start this business or whatever, because it's not always the best for the family. It's like, it's the best monetarily, but it's not quite best for the family. And that, I think like, that's really hard to figure out too. Um, is how do you balance chasing after the opportunities that are coming your way in balancing between what's best monetarily and what's best for the family? Like, have you felt that? Definitely. Some? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think we just came out of a season like that. Yeah. We, cause I work a full time <clears throat> salary job on top of running the business that we have. And we, Actually, there was an opportunity to purchase another business, and we did. Um, But, man, that season was just so hectic. And I think coming out of that season, it was like, okay, sure, there was was an opportunity to make money, but at what sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? At what cost? Like, at what cost? Picking up 30 to 50 phone calls on a Saturday, and it's like, dude, that's just not going to work, you know? And so I think now I'm at a spot where I'm like, you know, I have my business, I have my job that I work at, um, and I think just growing growing the business and just kind of doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. at work is kind of where we found our sweet spot, mm-hmm. not trying to grow super fast or get into the new, the new thing, but just to 
you know, do it together. Um, but yeah, not make such a quiet, quick decision mm-hmm. um, with opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've seen too, because on this, we've had lots of conversations with Big J on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I've seen, like I have felt as as wife to Elijah has been the shift of not just in his heart, like I'm like, oh, I know that I'm priority, we're priority mm-hmm. somewhere in his world, mm-hmm. in his heart, in his mind, but I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. And I've watched in the last couple of months that shift where I'm like, I can see the effort to make us and me feel like the priority. Mm-hmm. And it's not that if you were looking on paper, nothing's changed, right? Like you're still doing all the things you were doing, but it's the subtle things that has made that shift Mm -hmm. in relationship with us that makes it feel like such a win. Mm. I will say on top of that, if you look at, and we don't have to keep talking about this, but if you look at what the business has been able to do in the past three months, I've been able to step away and be more involved. That's good. And so, I mean, we hired a whole team yeah. everything like that like I don't have to be involved at all so making um, it more sustainable right yeah. and so I've been able like I cannot show up for a month and everything will run smoothly it'll probably run smoothly more smoothly than if, if I'm gone than <laughs> if I'm there <laughs> right because I'm there and I'm just causing chaos so <laughs> but if you look at the past three you know three four months I've been able to be home a lot more mm-hmm. that's helpful to be able to be there. We did an episode last week on love languages, which is like people know love yeah. languages. It's kind of like a buzz buzz phrase or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with Ali just saying that um, maybe circumstances have changed a little bit, but she's felt a change in being, in feeling priority. Like mm-hmm. she's known she is a priority, but now she feels like she's a priority what what have you been doing specifically, Elijah, besides just being able to be more present with where right. circumstances changing? Do you know like how, how can you actually <laughs> in can you actually think of like what are what are what's the change? Like how have you been yeah. feeling loved in a in a more connected <clears throat> way? Yeah, Ali's very much it doesn't matter how much time you spend with her, it but it <laughs> needs to be quality. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so if it's not intentional, then you're kind of just wasting your time. <laughs> and so because I'd be like I'd be like, girl, I just spent 30 full minutes with you. Like that's a oh, lot of time. Full minutes. <laughs> and, that's a lot of time. So generous. I'm being generous right <laughs> There's now. Our 24 hours in the day. <laughs> right, right. No, but I think I mean this just comes from yeah, I mean, just obviously learning each other, but Ali is very much quality time. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm also quality time, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, going throughout my day and not just thinking about like, okay, this is what I'm doing right now, or I'm swamped, but being like, eh, it could probably wait mm-hmm. and I could probably stop and send a text message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or I probably, you know, if I have time to go pick up, you know, something at the saw shop I probably have time to go pick up flowers too Mm. um but like starting to and it doesn't need to be big because with my personality I'm like let me go buy you Mm. the biggest thing like let me your love language is oh my gosh yeah like Elijah's a gift 
I will buy her. I mean, I, yeah, and it's just so and, much. Stuff. And it's not like just a one chocolate. It's all of the chocolate I can find in the whole city of Reading. I mean, for her birthday last year, I bought almost every flower at Trader Joe's. I had it's two like carts full of unbelievable. flowers. Unbelievable. But that's my personality. And so for me, I'm like, for myself, I'm like, oh, I want someone to do that yeah. for me. <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm like, okay, where's my diamond necklace, baby? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it honestly just takes me being like, okay, that's what I want. I know what I want, but what does she want? And yeah. then just meeting the needs yeah, of what she wants, good. which that's is good. a crack ton of little gifts instead mm. of one big one. Well, as you get older and as you do marriage together, you get so much more effective and efficient at meeting those <laughs> at needs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can do more with less time because I'm hitting the target so much more often. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And when you're brand new, you miss the target so, <gasps> so much. much. You're like, are you ever going to, are you defective? What's wrong with <laughs> are, are you defective? ever going to hit this Literally. <laughs> target? I remember after, after the divorce, Papa brought me to the skateboard shop. You're talking about Wait. my divorce. Your divorce. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get divorced. Yeah. You got divorced. <laughs> Yeah, you and your shoddy marriage. No, oh I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I remember after my parents got divorced, my grandpa brought me to Zoomies at the mm -hmm. skate shop. And he said, you can buy anything you want. And <laughs> so I was like, okay. And so I feel like that like, that was like the pinnacle of like... That was one of the best things. Oh, the ice... For some reason, I just can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> and it's so, a core memory. Oh, yeah, I'm like, that's the most memory. I've ever felt loved was Aww. get whatever you <laughs> want. Get whatever you want. That is the key to Elijah's heart. Literally. Get and so when I'm with her and I'm like, get whatever you want. She's like, <laughs> I don't feel loved. Or like, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to drop you off at the hospital and I'll see you <laughs> no. when you get out. Because <laughs> you're broken. Because <laughs> you are so broken. <laughs> What I say. That's hilarious. Well, I think what Jay said is true that um, you get more efficient. And because the thing is, I think <clears throat> once you get yourself out of the way, mm -hmm. loving somebody well is usually pretty simple. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it's not simple and it is frustrating when we're in the way of ourselves loving mm -hmm. that other person. Like the, Can I add something to that? Well, hold on. I got to finish my thought. How about like, now? No. <laughs> when you try to make somebody else like you or when you're, put, you're exerting so much energy because you want them to receive love this way so that you don't have to change very much. Uh -huh. Yes. Know? Yeah. Well, I want you to receive love like this because I don't want to actually have to change a ton. Mm -hmm. Come on. And I just keep trying to get you to mm. become more like me. Yeah. But then I think when we get out of the way of ourselves, loving somebody else is usually pretty simple mm -hmm. and it might not be natural to us, but if it's developed as a skill set, it can be efficient and very effective. And I, I say that like it's a no-brainer or simple. We're still trying to figure that out. Like, I still yeah. would rather he be more like me. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. Just be a lot better, right? Yeah. It's funny. I used to say, I was like, man, Ali is so expensive. I used to always say, like, Ali is... <laughs> you would. That's Ali, so funny. I forgot about this. I would say, Ali is so expensive. Honest to God, she's it was, probably... It was you. It was me. <laughs> like... <laughs> She she wouldn't spend a dime even <laughs> if you begged her to, yeah. but it was me so just real. trying to like yeah. so hard to go over so the top. hard uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I was like, you're making me work harder. Yeah, anyway. oh. the thing is, is like, 
it, it, that's such that's such a great example. A perfect um, example. I'm trying to love you mm-hmm. in a way that you don't actually. It's I'm waterboarding you. Right. We're yeah. You're thirsty. <laughs> Yo, you need more water. <laughs> what you need? Why you don't feel cared for? Is because yeah. you haven't drank enough water <laughs> right. today. And I'm right. trying to love you the way that I want to be loved. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be cared yeah. for. And yeah, that I think newlyweds is challenging because. I don't really know. I'm so unsure of if you're going to take care of my needs too. So I think that's one of the other pieces is like, it's hard to receive love from you because we don't have a rhythm, like a really good routine of me trusting that you're going to hit the mark, me trusting that that you know me well. And so I'm also kind of a little bit, uh, it can feel a little bit... um, lonely or scary or at first when you're married because it's everything's brand new and but as you get older and as what should happen is as I learn you more and as I as we grow together my successful like me being successful at caring for you also covers the gap of when you when I'm not caring for you super well, you know that like, I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You're not scared if I'm not gonna. Ever. Yeah. So like, yes. Lauren and I hit that a lot when we were first married, and and I would say even five years into it, of like, I think for you especially, the fear that you weren't that you weren't going to be taken care of mm-hmm. was always kind of there. Oh, and yeah. so mm-hmm. even if I, even if it was just like a busy season, you know, there was less grace for me mm-hmm. there was a, because she was afraid, like she was scared. And now I would say like, you have no concern over whether or not, no. um, whether or not you have a partner that's going to be there a hundred percent. Like yeah, but it you know, neither, neither does my wife. My wife does. Yeah. 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 It takes a lot of time. I mean, it does take time. I think that is the intimidating thing at the beginning of a marriage is you're like, whoa, forever. Yeah. Oh boy, all of a sudden forever feels really long because I have a lot of insecurities in these areas and I'm not sure. We haven't had enough time for you to prove to me mm-hmm. that it won't be like this, quote, forever. Yep. And that was very true for us in the beginning. Like you said, probably the first five, six years, mm-hmm. just you run into different areas where you're like, oh, if I have to do this forever, I need to not be okay. Seriously. And then you learn uh, over time, you learn, oh, you have the capacity to grow. You have the capacity to change. We're actually doing a lot better job at this than we were five years ago. And then you start going, oh, there's really nothing we can't handle Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. look what we've proven to ourselves. Like we're, we're doing a great job, but it really, there's no, in marriage, there is no replacement for time spent yeah. Yeah. Successful time spent. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, good. I would love to know what your best tip is for newlyweds. Well, wait, can I? Okay. You can. I want to change what you just asked. All right, go ahead. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd rather. I was going to say that was a pretty I'd stupid rather question. You, <laughs> this is me loving you. Go yeah, ahead. Okay. I'd rather, because we've talked a lot about newlywed season, like just in our little wrap up, if you could tell a single person one thing, like, of course you wanna be married someday, here's what I think you should do now in your single season mm. in prep for being in a long-term relationship. Good. I like your question, love. Um, I would probably tell them to start practicing a lot of grace with other people <laughs> around them. Uh-huh. A lot of like, 
Yeah, I mean, setting your pride down, a lot of, yeah, forgiveness, a lot of, I don't know, like, that's <laughs> just what I work through. Self-control, Self-control, patience. patience. No, but I think if I had to tell, you know, if, if one of my guys was getting married or was planning to get married, yeah. I think I would tell them, man, you know, I would really get good at, A, having hard conversations. Yes, that's good. Mm. Like not being afraid to have hard conversations, like not ignoring them, but going after them. That's great, Lige. And then Mm -hmm. um, also having a lot of grace for one another. Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, it's bound to happen. You're going to make mistakes. And so, you know, if you can have grace for one another, it's going to make that process a lot easier. You're not going to sleep in two separate rooms on your honeymoon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Having the hard conversation is a key. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's dating and you're thinking about getting married... Yes, become comfortable having hard conversations. Right. Yeah. That's such good advice. That's that great. is really good. Yeah. Allie, do you have any good advice in there? Oh, I would say all of that. And I could kick you some if you want. Yeah, kick us some. No. I man, what else would I say? I feel like that's key. I feel like a lot of those things are really key. Is it's the practicing. I think on the flip side of that is even being able to confront those hard conversations Uh I think it's easy to just settle and be okay with how things are so you don't like ruffle anyone's feathers Mm -hmm. I think a huge lesson for me was learning to actually voice what I was saying Mm -hmm. because what I had to say was valuable and it matters for the standard of relationship that I want to have Mm -hmm. and so doing that before marriage huge but I'd also say I think a lot of times in that single season maybe when you're not even dating anybody is kind of like you find yourself uh feeling a bit like well what am you know what am I aiming towards like what is my purpose if your only purpose is getting married I would say two is creating the life that you're excited to bring somebody into right so like what are the things that you want to have somebody join you in and do those things and um, become excited about those things and build a life that you're excited to bring somebody into mm-hmm. I would add to that but that's a l- that. maybe a little bit more of a personal yeah journey than no, in relationship that. yeah that's so good it's great any last thoughts for you babe oh man yeah I mean I've got tons of thoughts mm-hmm. no I think that that's <laughs> great you know the newlywed season is not supposed to be a perfect season it's supposed to be a season where we're learning together what our new world is and creating this brand new ecosystem and learning that we can argue and learning that we can have the hard conversations and trusting that you are going to meet my needs and which means you don't fully know them yet yeah Mm -hmm. i think we forget we forget how the new things in a newlywed season are a real blessing because it's all still building upon that foundation of trust. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's hard if you've been in, if your experience of relationships hasn't been great because the newlywed season just seems really scary. Mm-hmm. And you're pushing up against all of the triggers yeah. that you, that have been there your whole life. But I think to me, for people who are are yet to be married I would say like man the more you can work through those triggers of past relationship Mm -hmm. and learning how to love yourself well and yeah learning how to have the conversations Mm -hmm. you know the better better Mm -hmm. life's gonna be yeah so it's good I was just thinking about how um don't mind me as I as I enter into a bit of an analogy (laughs) um I was just thinking about how like when you have two two separate people 
get married and become one new thing. And anytime you have two separate materials that are supposed to become one thing, there's usually a lot of heat involved. So the mm. newlywed season, that it would be a time that felt like, oh, this is there is some heat here. There is some mm-hmm. pressure here. I am feeling the pinch. I am feeling, you know, that would be normal. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get one new thing out of two completely separate things without there being some sort of process that binds you together. And so... I think that a newlywed couple expects there to be hard moments and expects there to be a lot of pressure and expects there to be even discomfort. I think that would be in the range of normal for anyone. Mm-hmm. And for those of you out there who are just flying through your newlywed season, I know. having a, <laughs> just a gift of a time. Yeah, your, God time, bless yeah, you. your time's coming, you buddy. Just, <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. <laughs> exactly. Aw. It's been good. so awesome. fun. Okay. Well, thanks, guys, for chatting with yeah, us. Oh, thanks for so having much. us. We'll send you the cash up request. Thanks yeah. for all of the counseling sessions. <laughs> it's really oh, yeah. paid its dues. Oh, Lord. Well, hey, listen, for those of you that are listening and you are married and you're realizing, hmm, we have some things that we should fortify. There are some <laughs> cycles of hardness in our marriage, whether you've been married for six months or six years or 20 years. Uh, Jason and I are offering a marriage intensive in January. And if you want to go over to our website, it's jasonandlaurenvalentin.com. You can read all about the marriage intensive that we're offering couples starting in January. It's a six week intensive. It's going to happen on Tuesday evenings starting the second week of January. We'd love for you to check it out. It would be a privilege to kind of run alongside you guys for a little short season and help fortify some of those foundations in your marriage and help you get to that next level of thriving. So if that sounds interesting to you, you go ahead and check that out. We would love to have you. Yep. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. So thanks so much for being with us. We will see you next time.